0: Earlier this summer, my boyfriend and I set out to go camping in northern Arizona. We camped a few times prior with no incident, and although I do love listening to spooky stories about the woods and know things can get creepy, I have never been worried. I am familiar with the area and the Native American folklore about skinwalkers, but never thought I would have what I consider a possible experience. My boyfriend and I arrived in the early afternoon with our two dogs. We knew we would still have plenty of time to set up our site before dark, so we first wanted to do some off-roading. My boyfriend's best friend lives in the nearby town and decided to come along before dusk hit. He took his truck and we took my Subaru. After about an hour of driving through the forest, we stopped to stretch our legs and let the dogs out. We walked around the area just chatting and enjoying the scenery, but soon came across a barbed wire fence. We thought it was a strange place for one since we were in the middle of nowhere, but we figured it was possibly a property line of a very distant farm or ranch. We followed the fence for a bit, throwing sticks for the dogs and just goofing around. But then the dogs quickly ran ahead and I noticed something odd. Something was draped over the barbed wire. I thought at first it was a shirt or a blanket, but no. As we approached, I soon realized it was a large coyote skin. Not just that, but it was also a fresh coyote skin. It made sense in my head that most likely, some hunter had just left it there to dry in the sun, but the more I thought about the entire circumstance, the more eerie it became. We were a few hours away from any main roads, and we hadn't seen any houses at all. We hadn't even seen anything that would indicate any humans had been there recently such as tire tracks, boot prints, remnants of a campsite, etc. This would mean that someone hung this to dry and just left it, but what kind of hunter would go through all of the trouble of killing and skinning an entire coyote, only to forget it? Then something really unsettling came to mind. If someone forgot it, or even if it was intentionally left to dry, then they would certainly be coming back for it. I don't know why, but this idea really made me sick to my stomach. Our friend was joking about how some creepy guy would probably sneak up on us soon. Or maybe it was a skinwalker luring us in to get us. Regardless, we all unanimously agreed that we should probably get out of there and head back to our campsite. We started back for our vehicles, but began hearing a noise and seeing flashes of light. As we got closer, we realized our friend's truck was locking, honking, flashing its lights, and then unlocking again. We chuckled and told our friend, Nice try! But he looked at us with a furrowed brow and puzzled eyes. He took his keys out of his pocket and held them in his hand. He wasn't touching any of the buttons, but his truck continuously unlocked, locked, honked, and flashed its headlights. Our friend exclaimed that he had never had any electrical issues like this. Nervously, we all laughed, tried to play it off, jumped in our vehicles, and took off. We arrived back at the campsite and our friend headed home. My boyfriend and I then set up our sky tent, which is basically a tent hoisted up and secured between three trees. This is great because we don't have to worry about crawling bugs, snakes, or other animals bothering us during the night. It's also nice to stay off the cold ground especially since campfires weren't allowed at the time due to high risk of wildfires. The night was clear and around 65 degrees, which was perfect in my opinion. We ate some food and talked a bit before settling down for the night. One of our dogs is fairly old and doesn't like staying in the sky tent, so we cracked the windows and made a bed for her in the back of my Subaru. Our other dog, on the other hand, loves staying in the sky tent and will usually sleep between us. We climbed into the tent, and we drifted off. A little after midnight, I had to use the bathroom. I hate peeing in the forest to begin with and usually try to wait until the sun comes up, but I really had to go. I decided to put on my big girl pants and grab the flashlight along with my dog and climb out of the tent. We only went a few yards away, and I did my business. I soon noticed that my dog was acting like she caught a whiff of something. Her nose was pointed in the air, and she trotted ahead a bit. I tried to keep my flashlight on her, but she ran ahead into the trees. I did end up losing sight of her as my flashlight's beam wasn't strong enough. I repeatedly whispered and called out her name as to not wake my boyfriend. I sat in dead silence for about a minute when she comes through the trees and back into the light. Her head is slumped and her tail between her legs. She's slowly walking towards me and acting like she does when she's either scolded or she's been very frightened. This unnerved me, and I grabbed her collar and pulled her along until she picked up the pace with me, and we spedwalked back to the camp. We jumped in the tent and I zipped it up, my boyfriend still fast asleep. A few minutes passed, and I noticed my dog couldn't get settled. She kept pawing at me in moving positions. Eventually, she laid her head on my stomach, perked her ears, and let out a small, high-pitched whine. Then I finally heard what she had probably been hearing all along. About 15 feet away from us, I started hearing what sounded like rocks being either kicked or picked up and dropped over and over. Then there was the shuffling of feet and the sounds of leaves crunching and twigs snapping. It circled the tent like a spiral coming closer and closer. My dog's whines began to get louder and I told her to hush. Previously, when other dogs or animals get closer to her, she will become aggressive and show her dominance. But now she was behaving so unlike herself, she was acting timid and really, really nervous. My mind raced as to what animal it could be. I thought it might be a mountain lion, but it was far too loud. They're fairly sneaky and quiet predators. I then thought it might be a black bear, as that's the only type of bear that Arizona has. Maybe it was a coyote or a wolf then. But then I noticed, as the footsteps neared the tent, that they were bipedal. So that crosses out everything except possibly a bear. But even then, it was continuously bipedal, which confused me even more. As I'm scrambling to make sense of what's happening, my dog is still whining and whimpering. My boyfriend then began to wake up and move. I try my best to stay as quiet as I can while whispering his name, but he doesn't hear and he just drifts right back to sleep. I'm then contemplating if it's worth speaking louder and really waking up my boyfriend, or if I should just wait it out and see if this thing goes away. At that moment, my dog begins a deep, low growl. I'm sweating and starting to panic now we both hear the thing only a couple feet from the tent. Now I can distinctly hear it sniffing, and also hear it making the most unusual sounding groans and grunts. It was like a mix of an old man having trouble breathing and what I could only assume would sound like a demon. My dog and I are both huddled up and trembling, and I am afraid of making any noise that might provoke this creature to attack. I even try to quiet my breathing, but then this thing is only mere inches from the tent. Then I hear it drop to the ground on all fours, and then came the most terrifying thing to ever happen to me. I heard it stumbling underneath us and pause for a good ten seconds. Then instantly, its nose jabbed the underneath of our tent, a distinct peak in the tent's floor as hot air blew through the fabric and brushed my skin. My dog leapt at the same time I screamed, and my boyfriend finally woke up. He questioned what was happening, and I couldn't mutter anything except, "'Grab your gun!' The commotion must have bothered it, because I heard it move out from underneath us. I flicked on my flashlight, and my boyfriend steadied his revolver. I shone the light in its direction, and this creature rose to an upright position and placed its hand on the side of our tent as if to steady itself. Yes, I didn't say paw, I said hand, as in, human hand. We were all frozen in place, and honestly, I can't even fathom what we would have done if it didn't just leave, but that's what it did. We heard it take off sprinting into the woods. Needless to say, we didn't sleep at all that night. We kept the light on and the gun close and hardly moved. Maybe we should have taken off right then but I'm glad we didn't even attempt to, because in the morning, we found out that my car battery had been drained. We had to have our friend come back and give us a jump. And yes, our older dog was fine. She was acting a bit funny that morning, but other than that, she was okay. I tried to rationalize this as best as I could, but to this day, I still can't really comprehend what this could have been. My boyfriend and I both agreed that we did see human hands on the tent, Not to mention, our tent was about 5 feet up, making this thing well over 6 feet tall while standing. I don't think seeing the lone coyote pelt was a coincidence. I do think that it has something to do with it. Whether that be a skinwalker or just some lunatic preying on campers in the middle of the forest, I'm not sure. A few months later, my boyfriend and I decided to go camping again, but don't worry, it was in a new spot far from the other site. This time, my boyfriend's friends tagged along for the stay. I thought to include this just because it's another weird thing that we encountered. I'm unsure if it's related to the initial experience. The first night we were there, we kept seeing bright lights on the hillside. We figured people were just taking their ATVs out or something, even though we didn't hear any engines. They would disappear and then come back and seem to be sporadic in movement, It's also strange because we weren't near any other campers or people, because we usually like to camp far from the actual campsites. This started seeming suspicious and worrying everyone. The guys decided to drive and check it out while I hung back with the dogs. They said when they approached the lights, they expected to hear the engines or people talking and just general activity, but they didn't hear anything. The closer they got, the more it looked like flashlights that were walking up and down the hill. By the time they reached where the light sources would have been originating from, they had all completely disappeared without a trace. Nothing more came of that and we decided to stick it out for the remainder of the trip. I enjoy our time in nature and how beneficial to one's well-being it can be, but ever since those trips, I've become a little more apprehensive than excited to venture into the forest. This story was told to me by my brother. It occurred during the early 2000s. Smartphones had not been invented yet. Only crappy flip phones with sketchy cellular service. My brother was an electrician, a journeyman. He was employed in a small border town called Gallup, New Mexico. Gallup is situated on the cusp of the Navajo Nation Reservation and the area called the Checkerboard Area due to the fact that there are designated plots of land that are considered a part of the res, and the next plot of land is not, like a checkerboard. There is a large population of multiple tribes in the area, such as Navajo, Pueblo, Zuni, etc. One night my brother and one of his co-workers, who was Chinese-American, were the only two employees on call, in case of emergencies. That night a power line goes down or something catastrophic happened. It was outside of Gallup, towards the Continental Divide. He receives the call in the early hours, shortly after 1 a.m. The co-worker had recently become a father of a newborn, but desperately needed the hours. My brother calls him, and they agreed to meet up at the company stockyard. My brother waited for about an hour or so. His co-worker still hasn't shown. It is strict company protocol to never go on jobs alone, always in pairs or more. My brother's co-worker calls and tells him that something is wrong with the newborn, and he needs to take his wife to the ER, and he'll meet up with him on-site. Also, another injunction. They are strictly instructed to show up on the job site in company vehicles, which are equipped with tools required for the job and all that. My brother understands and doesn't want his coworker to be docked pay or written up for violating company policy. Against his better judgment, he heads out alone. The job site is quite literally in the middle of nowhere the power line spanning across the vast desert with red rock mesas in the far distance, in the daylight at least. At nighttime, it's pitch black in the New Mexican desert, only dirt roads and no houses or streetlights for miles. None could even be seen along the entire horizon. He waits as long as he cares to wait for his co-worker. He figures he'll assess the damage on his own, and by the time his co-worker shows up, he'll have a solution. He suits up and begins crawling the tall wooden pole. The company truck is parked facing towards the pole. The high beams illuminated the base and subsequent foreground. He reaches the top of the pole. Some time passes as he's trying to calibrate the issue and solve the problem. But something on the ground below him catches his peripheral. He looks down in disbelief and shock, and his mind tries to make sense of what he's seeing. He described it as a man crawling on all fours, wearing the skin of a coyote the skin draped along its back with the limbs like dead weight dangling towards the ground. He watches as the creature patrols the area. He said he witnessed the skinwalker encircle his truck with smaller and smaller orbits until it eventually stood up on two feet and peered inside the window of the truck of the driver's side. He described the motions of the skinwalker and said it was moving as if it was confused at what was going on or where the driver of the truck was. From his vantage point, he could defer that the Skinwalker was male and was painted with black and white clay. Then on the horizon, he could see headlights. His co-worker was en route. The Skinwalker also noticed this, not figuring out that he was up on the power line pole. And as his partner approached closer, the Skinwalker runs off into the dark on all fours.